The Amos and Andy Show. Yes, the Amos and Andy Show, with their guest for tonight, that fabulous Hollywood character and movie producer, Mr. Gregory Rathall. And now to our stars and their show. Here are Amos and Andy, and their guest for tonight, Gregory Rathall. Is there anyone who at one time or another has not toyed with the idea of becoming an actor? Well, the urge seems to have hit Andy Brown, too. He's taken a correspondence school course in acting. And at the moment, he's in his office rehearsing a very dramatic scene as a French foreign legionnaire, with lightning assisting him. Sergeant Pierre Jacques Renault of the French Foreign Legion reporting, Sir, I regret to state that the water supply is running low. And we is entirely surrounded by Arab. Uh, sacre blue, Sergeant Renault. Uh, does you mean we are facing a A-N-N-I-H... Wait, look, Lightning, look here. We are supposed to be in the desert fighting for our lives, so you make it sound like a spelling bee. But I can't read them French words, Miss Andy. Listen, the word is annihilation. Now, let's go on. I say, our only chance, my Capitan, is to send somebody through their lines to bring help. Well, hello there, boys. How is you? Well, hello there, Andrew. Hi, fellas. Look, Lightning, I guess the rehearsal for my acting has done messed up on us here. Let's get together later. All right, Miss Andy. I'll come back later. Uh, Say, Andy, uh, what is this acting stuff you're doing here? Well, fellas, I ain't told you this, but I just done finished a 10 weeks correspondence course in acting. Uh, what happened? Uh, Sears Roebuck opened up a dramatic department? <laughs> no, no. I done took from the Universal Correspondence School. They got all kind of courses. Oh, you took ten lessons, huh? Well, really, nine. The third week, they done sent me a snare drum lesson by mistake. <laughs> of course, that might come in handy sometime. Oh, yeah. There should be one in every home, yeah. Uh, so you really gonna be an actor, huh, Andy? Oh, yeah, I was all set. I done got my diploma here from the correspondence school. Now all I gotta do is wait for my first starring part. Mm-hmm. Then I'm gonna live in luxury. Uh, too bad it didn't print that diploma on a slice of bread so you'd have something to eat in the meantime. Yeah. <laughs> well, I ain't worried. Look here, they done sent me this makeup kit, too. They do this with all their pupils. Uh. See that? It's got everything in there. Sideburns, whiskers. Monocle, Sherlock Holmes hat and pipe for detective parts, uh, a black patch where you're supposed to be a pirate. Yeah, got everything in there, ain't it? Uh, without fit like this, you can play any kind of part. I could put a monocle on one eye and the black patch on the other and play English pirate. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You could put on the beard too and play an English pirate in the barbershop waiting for a shave. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kingfish, go ahead and joke. Where's my diploma? Yeah, what you gonna do with that? I'm gonna take it right down to Fred Gwindale and have him publish it on the front page of his newspaper. Then I'm gonna sit back and wait for the big offers to come rolling in. <laughs> 
Tell me, Fred, you really think this ad is better than publishing my diploma on the front page? Oh, there ain't no two ways about it, Andy. An ad in the theatrical paper they call Variety is the only way to work it. Yeah, and you think I ought to start off by playing butler and chauffeur type? Oh, yeah, I'd say them types to start with. Well, how is that ad going to read again, Fred? Well, now, see here, available. Experienced actor to play butler types and chauffeur types. Mm. Also excellent at character parts. Uh, then you just put any name and telephone number in there. Yeah, do Cary Grant work it this way, too? <laughs> well, he must do, Andy. He keep busy. Uh, I tell you what, I'll slap the ad in variety, and the ad will run you $12.80. Mm, $12.80, huh? Well, I gotta do one or two things. Uh, what's that, Andy? I either gotta give up my acting career or my gold watch. Well, now, look here. Let's look at that ad again here. Now, maybe we can slice it down a little, cut out some stuff. Let me see here. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, look here. You don't have to say actor to play butler type. If you got the ad in variety, they know you as an actor. Yeah. You don't need the word types in there, neither. Oh, there's a lot of words in there we can cut out. Now, let's see what we can cut out. <laughs> Mr. Rathoff, here's the mail. Are you ready to get down to business? Right, Miss Smith. Hang out the sign. Genius at work. Let me read you this ad in Variety. Available, experienced butler chauffeur, excellent character. Call Andrew Brown, Lehigh, 41097. Are you kidding? A butler is available? And in Variety? Well, I know it's unusual, but the ad's right here. Well, let's get in touch with him at once. For six weeks, I've been battling for myself, and confidentially, I am rotten. Shall I get this man Brown on the phone, Mr. Reddell? Yes, go ahead. Yes, sir. I'll call him now. Why a man should advertise in variety for a job as a butler, I don't know. Let me have the phone. I'll speak to him in person. Uh, hello? Uh, this is Gregory Rattle. Are you amazed? Uh, uh, who is this? Gregory Rattle. G-R, uh, uh, Miss Smith. Write down my name here so I can spell it for you. Uh, uh wait a minute. Is you Gregory Radoff, the big, uh, moving picture producer? Correct. I want to speak to the man who put the ad in variety. This fella, Andrew Brown. Oh, yeah, yeah. He told me about putting the ad in there. Uh, this is his office, but he ain't here right now. Uh, what does you want to speak to him about? Well, I've got a job for him. Besides allowing him to work for me, I will even pay him his salary. Uh, you got a job for him? That's right. Are you a friend of his? Uh, yeah, my name is George Kingfish Stevens. Uh, I is, uh, uh, well, I'm Mr. Brown's agent. Uh, uh, yeah, sir, that's who I is. I handle all his business. Miss Smith, how do you like that? Even butlers have agents these days. <laughs> all right, Stevens, bring Brown up this afternoon. Uh, yeah, sir, I'll have him there, Mr. Radoff. Uh, where do you stand? At the Hotel Chandler on 46th Street. You can't miss the place. It's got a banner hanging outside saying, New York welcomes Gregory Rattle. Oh, yeah, that sure was a nice tribute to you, all right. Yeah, it would have been nicer if New York had paid half of the expense. Oh, come in, Brother Andy, come in. Yeah, any calls for me while I was gone, Kingfish? Uh, sit down, Brother Andy, I want to talk to you. Yeah. You know, my conscience been hurting me. You know, 
I was making fun of your acting yesterday, but there's one thing I can do to square things with you. And that's to become your agent and make you the greatest moving picture star of all time. Well, wait a minute. Has I got to have agents? Oh, certainly. You can't go into a man and tell him how good you is yourself. That ain't never bothered me so far. <laughs> but uh, you really think I is a good actor, huh, Kingsley? Oh, sure. You don't think I was doing it for that little 25% commission I'd get out of your salary if I didn't think that? Yeah, well, I guess I do need the agent, all right. Okay, Kingfish, you was my agent. Okay, and okay, and then I done already gone into action. Uh, you know that ad you put in Variety? Yeah, any calls yet? Uh, yeah, I got a call from Mr. Gregory Radoff. Now, he seed uh, your ad in the paper, and he called up to say that he didn't need nobody. But I convinced him that he did. Uh... You say he called up to say he didn't need nobody? Oh, that's right. I wonder if he do that with all the ads he sees. Well, the point is, Andy, that I done convinced him that he do need somebody. So, Andy, me and you is going up there this afternoon. Oh, boy, this is great news. Where's my makeup kit? Hollywood, I hear you calling. <laughs> I'll see you now. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Mr. Radoff, uh, it gives me great pleasure to introduce you to my talented client here, Mr. Andrew H. Brown. Uh, let's give the boy a nice little hand, Mr. Radoff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, glad to know you, Mr. Radoff. Hmm. You know, Miss Smith, this is the first time I ever saw a butler bring his own master of ceremonies. <laughs> oh, uh, you got a job for him as a butler, huh? Well, uh, he'll be good, all right. He's been to correspondence school and everything, you know. Oh, yes, sir. And if you need a butler to play a snare drum, I can do that, too. Yeah? That's the only kind of a butler I'd have. And now you're going to work for me. Tell me this. Have you ever worked for a genius before? No, sir. Well, you're going to work for one now. How I envy you. Ooh. Uh, now, uh, as Mr. Brown's agent, uh, I want to talk to you about the salary, Mr. Ratto. I'll arrange that with Brown here. Now, perhaps I better tell you what this job will require of you. You will have to press my clothes, shine my shoes, and do general butler's work. Does it appeal to you? Well, uh, it's all right for his daughter. Of course, it ain't going to make me famous overnight. Uh, now, about the salary, Mr. Ratto. Well, Brown, your first duty will be to show your agent to the door. And when you come back, bring me a glass of milk from the kitchen. Right away, wait. Yeah, sir, yeah. Sir. Yeah. Sir. Uh, say, uh, Ander, it looked like you're all set. Yeah, he gave me the job right off, didn't he? Oh, I guess he could see that I was a natural actor. Oh, sure. <laughs> I wonder why he wanted me to bring him the milk and press his clothes and all that stuff. Yeah, well, I, I guess he is rehearsing you for a butler part in the pictures, you see. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah, but don't just do the plain butler stuff now. Show him all the other different types of acting that you do. You know them other types. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where's my makeup kit? Yeah, here, right here. I'll slap on these side whiskers right now. I'll stick them on here. Look. Yeah, well, congratulations and so long, Andy. Good luck to you. Yeah. Brown, are you going to take all day? Uh, yeah, sir, yeah, sir, coming. Just a second. Okay, I was coming. Did you ring for me, your lordship? Yes, I... Wait a minute, Brown. Let me look at you. Yes, sir. What's the matter? Is your face unraveling? <laughs> no, no, my lordship. Uh, these are side workers. And gray ones, too. Above the years, you're 40. And below the years, you're 60. Quite so, my lordship. And all that stuff. Now, listen. Take off those whiskers and stop calling me lordship. Royalty I am not. 
You will find out I am just a plain, simple, modest peasant with unlimited brains and ability. Yes, sir, Mr. Peasant. And don't call me that either. Just get me my milk. I must have my vitamins. Uh, you must have your what? Vitamins. Vitamins. V I T A V. Get me that milk. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Get me right away. Fine butler I have hired. Oh, I don't think he's so bad. He's just probably doing his best to please you. He may think you've had an English butler, so he's trying to give you what you're used to. I am not interested in having anybody around that speaks with an Oxford accent. <laughs> if a person is in America, he shouldn't speak with any accent at all. <laughs> and Miss Smith, I'm taking five dollars out of your salary for what you're thinking. <laughs> But, Mr. Radoff... Uh, pardon me, Mr. Radoff. The milk is ready. Shall I show it in? Now, look, Brown, when you... <laughs> Wait a minute. What's that black patch over you've got in your eye? Fifteen men's on a dead man's chest. Yo-ho, yo-ho, and a bottle of milk. Heave-ho, Captain Kidd. Shiver me timbers. What I'd give to be back in Petrograd. Uh, tell me, Mr. Radoff, how you think I acted? To tell you the truth, Brown, I think you've been acting like a first-class moron. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. You could have knocked me over with a feather when I hear that Gregory Radoff was going to take you on as an actor. Oh, yeah, Amos. I can't wait till I get out to Hollywood and become a star. It's sure going to be a thrill to see my name up in Footlights. Uh, and, uh, Footlights is them things down on the stage. Oh. I guess you don't know the lingo of the theater yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'll catch on, though. The place where you see your name up is in the headlights. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, tell me this, what kind of a picture story did they give you, Andy? Well, up to now, the plot ain't too clear, but, uh, seems to me it's gonna be pretty much of a story about housework. <laughs> yeah, well, that certainly sounds unusual. Uh, who is in the picture with you, Andy? Well, I don't know exactly. Uh, so far, I've been playing opposite mostly shoes and pants. <laughs> it ain't very interesting. Oh, Andy, don't look at it that way. Uh, I tell you what, if, if you get real good at it, uh, there's a chance. You might even win the Academy Award for the outstanding performance of the year with a shoe brush. Yeah, I never thought of that. Uh, and uh, how much is Mr. Radoff paying you? Oh, yes, you know, uh, how much is we getting, Andy? Twenty dollars a week. Uh, twenty-five percent of twenty. Uh, Andy, are you serious? Twenty dollars a week for a big movie star? Oh, that's the craziest thing I'd never heard of. As your agent, I'm going right up there and see that man now. Uh, you think you can get me more? Why, certainly. For a man that's going to win the Academy Award, it's going to be $30 a week or nothing. Before we hear part two of Amos and Andy, our intermission orchestra, directed by Raymond Scott, take their chairs and prepare to deliver one of the fine arrangements that have made their leader justly famous. Downbeat, Mr. Scott.
And now let's rejoin Amos and Andy and their guest, Gregory Ratoff. Well, Andy is working for Gregory Ratoff, all right. But unfortunately, neither Andy nor his agent, the Kingfish, realize that Mr. Ratoff is hired him solely as a butler, not an actor. At the moment, Kingfish is with Gregory Ratoff, about to battle valiantly for a salary raise for his client. Uh, hello there, Mr. Ratoff. Oh, it's you again, the agent. I am. Well, you can leave right now. Your client isn't here. I sent him home early to give myself a rest. Uh, yeah, uh, well, I ain't here to see him. I'm here to see you, Mr. Ratoff. Uh, on behalf of my client, uh, Andrew H. Brown and myself, who is beneficiary in the deal, uh, I am hereby asking for a raise for my client. What? You're asking for a raise? Now listen. When I first hired Brown as my butler, I didn't expect much of him, and I got it. <laughs> Ever since then, I've been getting less. No wonder he has to advertise in the variety instead of in the help-wanted column like a regular butler. Oh, wait a minute, Mr. Rattle. Uh, uh, I think I'm beginning to see something here. Uh, you think Mr. Brown is just a plain butler? What else is he? Yeah, well, look, yeah, yeah, he he playing butler. Uh, that's what he is. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Well, uh, tell me, why does he do the way he does, acting all over the place? And he puts on whiskers, a black patch over his eye. Last night he's serving my borscht, wearing a Sherlock Holmes cap and a pipe. Uh, well, uh, I tell you, Mister Ratto, uh, uh, frankly, the boy is a little cracked. You know, a little balmy at times. Nothing serious, though. Gentle as a lamb. Cracked. Gentle as a lamb. Bah. All I know, he's a rotten butler. And you have the nerve to come and ask me for a raise. Yeah, well, I just figured on asking you to raise him up to, well, uh, uh, maybe $25. What? $25? I'm going to raise him down to 15 Yeah, well, that sounds like a fair compromise. It's a deal, yeah, sir. It's a deal. $15 it is, Mr. Rado. All right, I'm busy now. Goodbye. Yeah, sir. Goodbye. Thank you, sir. So Andy really working as a butler. I can't let him know that or he'd quit the job and I lose my commission. I just gotta keep on letting him think that he got a job as an actor. I uh, here come the kingfish now, Miss Andy. Yeah, I sure anxious to hear what happened. Well, hi there, Leighton. Hello there, Andy. Hello, Kingfish. Did you get the raise? Oh, brother Andy, I done better than that. I got your reduction. Yeah, well, I, uh... <laughs> uh, Kingfish, would you mind saying that over again kind of slow? I say I got your reduction, Andy. A reduction? Oh, that was right. And you say that's better than a raise? Right. How did that hit you, Lightning? Well, I don't know. I always thought that more was better than less. Cause I never went to college, though. <laughs> now look, and uh, let me explain the thing to you. Has you got any idea of what the tax situation is these days? Well, I hear they got taxes, all right. Oh, brother Andy, let me read you something I just got here in the mail. The latest tax law that was moved, seconded, and passed by the United States government down in Washington. Yeah, what does it say? Yeah, well, yes, this right here. This is from a congressman. He wants to keep me abreast of time. You see, he says the government hereby states that all people making more than $15 a week automatically goes into what is known as the extra-double brutal tax class. <laughs> and is therefore subject to having their salary whittled down to the bone. Ah, so that's bad, all right. 
I happen to say that I got you down in the $15 bracket where you pay us nothing. Yeah, right. uh, just wanted to drop in to tell you the news, Andy. Well, I'll be running along now. Yeah, thank you a lot, Kingfish. I appreciate that. Oh, that's all right. See you later, brother, Andy. Yeah. So long, Kingfish. Well, Lightning, looks like I was really making progress here. I don't jump from $20 to $15 all within two days. As a Mr. Radoff, sure must like you, all right. You know, Lightning, I was just thinking here, long as I is going good now, might be a good idea to show Mr. Radoff what else I can do in the way of acting. Hey, uh, Miss Anna, why don't you show him that foreign legion scene that we've been rehearsing so much together? Uh, that was good, all right. Yeah, yeah, that ain't a bad idea, Lightning. Oh, boy, I was great on that French stuff. Yeah, the correspondence school say that's the best scene in the whole course. I hope there ain't no rule against winning two Academy Awards. <laughs> Mr. Ratter, your butler, Brown, wants to see you. I am busy. Well, there's something a little strange. I think you'd better see him. All right. Bring him in. Mr. Ratter will see you, Brown. Come in. Well, Brown, what is it you want now? My captain, I regret to report that the water is running low and we is entirely surrounded by Aram. <laughs> what? Arabs on 46th Street? Yes, sir. And our only chance is to send somebody through their lines to bring help. But Arabs! I can only say this, my Capitan. As Sergeant Pierre Jacques Renault of the French Foreign Legion, I swore to fight to the last, no matter how many Arabs there is. French Foreign Legion? Oh, Miss Smith. Would you step over here a minute, please? Mr. Rattle, remember his agent said he's a little crap. We'd better hew Well, that's what I was going to tell you. Tell me, my Capitan, shall I order one of the men to get through the Arab line? Yes, we must send the man for help. Tell me, is poor Jeff doing anything today? Uh, Capitan, the men's on the parapets has given their all, but they needs encouragement. Tell me, my Capitan, has you a message for the men? Yes, Sergeant. Tell the men of the French Foreign Legion that Capitaine Ratov says, quote, Hinky, dinky, parlez-vous, unquote. I go, my Capitan, I shall tell them. Wait, Sergeant, wait. Maybe it's better than I should go. I would like to peep over the walls and see these Arabs myself. Come, Miss Smith. You places with me as the only woman bugler in the Foreign Legion. Aye, aye, sir. As long as the tricolor of the morning. <laughs> Gentle as a lamb and nutty as a fruitcake. Give me that phone. What are you going to do, Mr. Rapper? I'm going to have him put away before he gets too wild. You know what I think, Miss Smith? The fellow thinks he's an actor. To be an actor, it helps to be crazy, but not that crazy. <laughs> State Hospital. Look, my name is Gregory Ratoff, but I'm not calling for myself. <laughs> what is it, Mr. Ratoff? Well, I've got here in my employee a crazy butler. He thinks he's a screen actor, and I want you to put him away. Well, where are you located, Mr. Ratoff? The Hotel Chandler on 46th Street. All right, we'll be right down point. And until we get there, I'd suggest you play along with him and don't excite him. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> 
All right. Let's go back in, Miss Smith. Now tell him I'm going to send him to a moving picture studio on a long-term commitment. <laughs> This is Andy. Andy, where has you been for the last two days? We've been looking all over for you. Is you in jail? No, Amos. I was in the state asylum. <laughs> Andy, how did you ever get in there? Well, it's a long story, Amos. I, I just want to tell you, though, that I was all right. Well, now, look, Andy, there's nothing wrong with you. I'll get Henry Van Porter and Lightning and all of your friends, and we'll come over there and vouch for you and get you out of there. Well, thanks, Amos, but don't come before Monday. Uh, why not, Andy? Because Sunday night I was playing the leading role in the State Asylum Follies of 1944. with us again next Friday evening at the same time when Amos and Andy will have as their guest that master of the quiz, Phil Baker. Our thanks to Gregory Ratoff for appearing with us tonight. Mr. Ratoff has just completed the direction of the 20th Century 